often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Ross Kincaid. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations with me, your girl, Roz Kincaid. I hope you guys are doing well and doing the best you can to make the best of things. So look, y'all, I saw this uh, Instagram post um, from the Self Healers podcast, who I just stumbled across yesterday, and it was a quote from Eckhart Tolle that said, and I read, life without, excuse me, Life will give you whatever experience is most helpful for the evolution of your consciousness. How do you know this is the experience you need? Because this is the experience that you're having at the moment. So basically, what you're experiencing right now in your life is not a mistake. Whatever it is you're going through right now, it could be you could be struggling, you could be having a good old time right now, but whatever it is, it is not a mistake and it's for your betterment. So, y'all, that quote brought me to a place of acceptance and flow that I had never been in before. And it woke me up to the fact that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with the people that I'm supposed to be doing it with. And everything is right on track for my own evolution and my own transformation. And even me seeing that post was right on time. That was the the timer went off and it was right on time. So the challenge for me and my easily bored, impatient, airy son self is staying in that place of just being in flow. And I encourage you all to do the same thing. And so stop. Don't dismiss the things that you're experiencing. Don't sweep it under the rug. And, you know, some of us really need to take our foot off the gas and stop trying to outrun life to avoid it because you're not going to be able to do that. That never works out well. Have the experience so that you get to the better parts of your existence. You got to go through to get to. Feel me? (laughs) Anyway, moving along. Y'all know I like to give y'all a little bit of something something before we we get into the show. But we have another great show for you today. Y'all, we got another great show for you today. So today's conversation is going to be focused on the ego. And I know that that is a large broad topic and so I have joining me in conversation on this topic none other than Dr. Nicole LaPera the holistic psychologist y'all oh I'm so excited I don't even know what to say y'all I'm fangirling out a little bit but that's all right she founded the Mindful Healing Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and her work goes well beyond traditional psychology and addresses the connection between the mind and the body and incorporates nutrition, lifestyle, psychological wellness practices. She is the creator of the movement, Hashtag Self Healers, where people from everywhere are joining together in community to take healing into their own hands. She is empowering people to do it themselves because as she and I had a conversation before the show you really do have the answers you have the answers we all have our own answers and she's been featured in Forbes magazine on several other podcasts and she's the fearless leader of the self-healer circle membership welcome to the show Dr. Nicole how you doing girl I am doing so wonderful Roz thank you for having me thank you for those incredibly kind words I'm smiling ear to ear 
Um, thank you for facilitating this conversation and the work you're doing and putting out in the world. It's, it's incredible. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here with you today. So I first heard about you while listening to um, Reverend Sydney Finn's podcast. She, Reverend Sydney Finn is out in California and she is the owner and operator of Onyx Healing. And she um, does this podcast called Sunday Messages. And she made mention of you and your work and it immediately grabbed my attention. attention. And I was so curious about you and went looking for you and <laughs> because I wanted to figure out how do I do this myself? Because I knew that I just needed some guidance, but that I could do it myself. I just needed somebody to kind of shine a light or point me in the direction or have me help me focus my eye in the right place inward, not so much outward. Uh-huh. but inward. And when I found you on social media, ma'am, <laughs> it was like when the Wizard of Oz went from black and white to technical. <laughs> I was like, oh, a win. We we get ready to do this. <laughs> so yes, what you're doing is much needed. Is very much appreciated. And so for those listeners um, who who aren't familiar with you or your work, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get here? Yeah, absolutely. And I wholeheartedly am. I don't believe in coincidences. So you crossing paths um, with my message, whatever day that was, you know is not a coincidence as far as I see it. And I'm so glad it, it reached you. Um, so the Tolle quote that you read, the Eckhart quote that you read to begin with, I was smiling when you read it because I think it really embodies a big part of my message and my story in terms of how I got here. Um, because a big part of my story now is and the fact that you are feeling technicolored and powered, if you will, <laughs> reading my work is everything to me because that's what I really consider the self-healers movement, a movement toward um, individual personal empowerment. And how this maps onto my own personal story is I was a human for so very long who was living reactively, was living stuck, was living a word I talk about a lot in my old conditioned patterns um, and was really, and was suffering on multiple levels because of it was, was physically, you know, not well, having all different types of physical symptoms, emotionally just felt really absent. And meanwhile, I would look around at my life and I was checking so many of the boxes, right, that we're supposed to Mm -hmm. um, produce different feelings. You know, I was supposed to feel fulfilled and happy and grounded. And I just wasn't. And I understand that now, you know, a big main reason, I think a big main reason why a lot of us aren't living the lives we want it's because we are living in that more reactive way, you know, mm. based on these older patterns and we're not having that empowerment, that choice, you know, things happen in our world around us. Things are always going to happen in our world around us. Right. Cool. And a lot of us just don't feel able, right. To go through them, to tolerate them, to cope mm-hmm. with them and to create change in our life. So the work that I do was really inspired by not only my own personal story, which was one, you called me fearless and I chuckled a little bit uh, <laughs> because if you know me personally, fearless is not the word you would have used to describe me. I was fearful. I mean, Roz, when I talk about embodying anxiety, it's all I knew from as little as I remember. Scared of burglars, scared of medical calamities. I was scared. And you know what? Yeah. My life reflected it. I was living fearful. I was mm-hmm. not living from an empowered place of choice mm-hmm. until, of course, you know, as a lot of us go through, I call it my dark night of the soul until that, those, that mismatch, that misalignment was screaming to the surface. Like I said, with all of 
these physical symptoms, emotional, my anxiety was through the roof and really my own healing journey, uh, my own pathway back to that empowerment is what inspired me to create the Instagram account that I would have had no idea what it was going to turn into, <laughs> but just to begin to talk about this so that I could hopefully, my, my goal was to empower one other human to right. know that they have that, like you said, very beautifully, right? They have it within them. They're whole. They know the answers to find our way back. That's what my work now is about, giving people the tools to find the way back to themselves. That's so important. That, that's so important because I think that the more we allow ourselves to be influenced or guided by something external on the outside of us, as opposed to allowing it to um, trigger us to look within I think that's what makes us go down these rabbit holes and end up in these places of resentment because we end up listening to somebody else based on their own experience. I I liken it to asking somebody else's opinion about what you're wearing today mm-hmm. or anything. You know, you got to consider the perspective. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't I don't think that it's a good idea to put your own perspective, put more weight on somebody else's perspective than your own because nobody else is living your existence. Right. Absolutely. And I think sadly, that pattern of outsourcing perspective, outsourcing worth, outsourcing Mm -hmm. everything we outsource, for me at least, and for for many of us, starts so early. That's all we've known is to do that. Right. So Mm -hmm. now we become an adult who is not equipped. We don't know yet how to take the step toward regaining that power. Um, so that, that I think, you know, for most of us in adulthood is the work, you know, starts by identifying the wants, the needs, the thoughts that are ours separate from someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. being confident to begin to express that in the world, which is another, you know, another set of hurdles. Um, so for a lot of us, we're in adulthood, some of us well into adulthood and we're learning this is new. This is new for so many of us. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can't expect yourself to get it right on the first try because, again, it's new. You've never been in this place before. You you, you haven't arrived yet until Mm -hmm. until now. And so you got to be gentle with yourself. At least I do. I try to be got to be gentle with yourself and have some compassion um, with yourself because that's part of the self-healing, too. I mean, that's a that's a big part, Roz. And I would go as far to say is for some of us, that is the main part, because a lot of us have that. I call it the inner critical voice. We, we do the opposite day, mm. day in. We, some of us don't even, aren't even aware of how often we're being the complete opposite of compassionate. We're maybe, maybe being downright mean to ourselves in yeah. our head, in our thoughts, in our behaviors, right? In the way we just poo-poo our emotions when they mm-hmm. happen. Oh, don't feel, you know, we, we do it in all of the ways. Um, hey, but is, that, is, is part of that because we are um, perpetuating somebody else's behavior towards us? It's, it's a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as I see it, a lot of this condition, these patterns begin in childhood, right? So mm-hmm. for the topic today, ego, yeah. right? So ego, the way I define ego, and again, it is formed very early on based on the accumulation of our experiences. And ego is essentially, it's a really simple definition, is the story of us, right? Which includes our, our habits, our days in, our days out, the things that we just do as a human and the things that we just don't do as a human. It includes our pattern of narratives of thoughts we have about ourselves, others, the world, our past, our future, et cetera. We think endlessly. It includes the way we generally feel. We be, we're very, very, very habitual. And we attach 
to the story of us. And like you're very beautifully illustrating, often that story of us is impacted by things that happen to us directly and indirectly, right? Things we were directly told about ourselves, maybe when we were younger, um, things that we were, maybe wasn't so direct. Maybe it, w- it was behaviors, right? You're someone who likes art. You come home, you show your parents this new beautiful piece of art. And for whatever reason, they don't foster art in their world. And instead of, you know, looking at it and telling you how great the art was, they kind of shove it away and look at the test grade instead, right? It can mm-hmm. be these kind of micro things. And as children, we are so attuned. We are so aware. We are so absorbing of all of this information. So over time, we begin to accumulate a story about ourselves. And to speak to your point, yes, it is largely based on often things that are happening outside of ourselves, things that we're told, experiences that we had. And typically, it doesn't tell us the whole story of us. It's largely missing out on big pieces of who Mm -hmm. we are. Wow. So, So it starts early. Like, this didn't just happen overnight like we we come to this human experience we're born as children as babies and from day one (laughs) I have a three-year-old and so Uh I try to be very careful about you like and she's smart she picks up on a lot of stuff and and I feel like and as as you're explaining the origin of of ego and how it develops I'm sitting here thinking about how my three-year-old who sees me get up in the morning or actually get up in the morning before her, get on the computer to telework nine to five. She wakes up a little later than I do. And she has gotten into the habit of automatically going into the bathroom and brushing her teeth by herself. I even tried to come in and help her. She's like, no, mommy, go, go, go work. And I'm like, damn, I have... (laughs) condition this child not 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 only it's great that she's independent but now I feel like I've taught her that I don't have time for you <laughs> I don't have time to to care for you or to you know nurture you the way that I, that you probably want me to or I think I need to and now it's it's causing me to look at my daily routine mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's a lot, y'all. And shit, mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine what it's like for a single parent, but being a married person and having, you know, having, having a child mm-hmm. too, it's a lot still, you know, it's right. a lot. And it's really causing me to look a little more closely, like I said, at the things that I'm doing to help shape her ego. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I want to offer something because I think I get a lot of, uh, I'm not a parent myself. Um, so I, I can't relate exactly to what it feels like right, mm-hmm. to have a, a child in the world, et cetera. But what I do know is I get a lot of people and they want to know, what do I say? What do I do differently? How do I yeah. do this for my child? Mm-hmm. And the answer that I always give in response to that is you model doing it for yourself. So when hearing this example, right, my suggestion always is, is less about you know, and I know it, I can't imagine, right, Roz, how painful it is to wonder giving this, you know, your child whom you care about, I'm sure, very greatly and deeply this message that, you know, they don't have time for you. My statement to that is the message that's more concerning is you're giving that the child the message that you don't have time for you, mm. right? So mm-hmm. by you showing that maybe it's not even interacting with your child, this is why it's counterintuitive, right? Maybe this means moms that are listening go away from their child for 10 minutes every morning and take their time. That's going to instill 
the message I think that we want our children to get, which is meeting their own needs. So sometimes it's not, or often I should say, it's not what are we saying to our children or how are we navigating these exact moments? It's they're watching us. They're watching how you're taking care of you. And that's going to be the greatest impact. And I also say this because I know people listening might be like, oh my gosh, I'm messing up my kids. You know, (laughs) we all are. It's not a bad thing, you know, instilling resilience in children and, and the ability to meet and find their way toward their own needs is what this is about. We're not perfect humans. We can't be perfect. You can't, even if it is your own child, fully anticipate how that child's needs need to be met because they're different than you. It's a right. virtually unwinnable task. So parents that are listening, you know, worry not. The focus needs to be on healing and, and showing and modeling, right, mm-hmm. different behaviors for our children. And it's not necessarily what we think it is saying the right. It's showing them. Mm, that's deep, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, believe what you see, know what they say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. go, go, taking a minute to just um, steal away and and be an example of what it looks like to take care of yourself is what I, what I'm hearing you say. Yes. And that by uh, being, being that example is teaching them how to do the same thing. So it's, so I guess if I switch my perspective in this particular example, I've taught her a good thing. I've taught her the value of taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and, and nurturing yourself just, just through the act of brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. washing mm-hmm. your face and, yes. and having pride in having to stand on your own two feet, even at three years old. Mm-hmm. See that? See, my ego right there is telling me you're doing a bad thing because you have to go over here and make bread and, and, and make sure that the house is taken care of. You're doing a bad thing by neglecting your child. That mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, so we can reframe that to that point of empowerment. Here you created a child that at age three can do that. What a beautiful thing. Damn, man. I just had a little moment there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's that's crazy how quickly the ego kind of just, you know, pops right. the end. And, you know, you, yeah. it's about doing the work to. I did have the answer right there. Yeah. I yeah. did have to- the answer. To tell ourselves the fuller story, right? Yes. Your ego chose to focus on the one aspect of it. And mm. that's what all of our egos do. This one meaning that I'm going to assign this one thing instead of seeing the fuller picture. I just want to inspire people to see the fuller picture of themselves wow. all the time. Wow. So listen, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, Dr. Nicole and I are going to continue our conversation on ego. So you guys sit tight. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to Soul Healing Conversations, everybody. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid, and joining me in conversation is Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist. Doc, before we dive back into our conversation, um, I want to give you an opportunity to share with everybody how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So the main hub where you can see, see me quite literally each and every day um, is through my Instagram account, which is the dot holistic dot psychologist. Um, through there, I have a link tree, which can lead you down all of the other avenues. I have a Facebook page, the holistic psychologist, a YouTube channel, the holistic psychologist for visual learners out there. Um, I have all goodies. You sign up for my email list. Currently, um, there is a free future self journal template, a technique that I developed to help create change in our life up in that link tree. So check out the Instagram and see me doing the work of healing each and every day and dive into the incredible community of self healers that's formed and is a really pivotal piece of my own healing journey. So come join us. Yes, that's awesome. Excellent. Y'all get in on it, get on it and get connected with the good doctor. Check out all the good content she has on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And as a member of, um, of the self-healer circle, I can attest that she will challenge you to dig deep and do the work if you're willing. And she don't need to be sitting in front of you to do it. Like, just read that content and get in on it. So, um, before the break, we were talking about, um, I was sharing my story with my own daughter and um, how I felt like, well, my ego was telling me how awful of a parent I was because I wasn't paying attention to her and she was going off and brushing her own teeth. But it's really an example of how she's picked up on the fact that I know how to take care of myself and she's mimicking that in her own behavior of taking care of herself too, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. And um, I wanted to come back in this part of the show and talk about some ways that we can identify what is ego and what it is not, because I think that there's there's some confusion and even some gray area, really, um, that we need, we can 
kind of discuss so that people at least have an awareness of when they're operating in ego or when ego is is mm-hmm. driving them and when it's your you know your higher self or your not your ego I don't know what you call mm-hmm. that but not the ego is driving you so Absolutely. what can we look look out for you got it. You got it. So as a reminder, um, for those of us just joining now, ego, my simple, easy definition, right? What is ego? Ego is our story about ourselves, our narrative, the things that we kind of attach to us. They could be our daily behaviors, right? The things that we do. I'm an active person. I'm a not active person. That could be um, beliefs about ourselves in terms of, you know, our intelligence. I'm smart. I'm not smart. I'm outgoing. I'm not outgoing. Um, I'm angry if I tend to feel anger or I, you know, I'm, I'm joyful. You get the picture. So Mm -hmm. ego is a story about us and it was developed in childhood. So some myths about the ego that I want to dispel first or disprove first, because it does get talked about in many different ways that I don't think are always accurate or helpful. Um, So we all have one. So the one myth is that it's a bad thing that needs to be avoided. I'm here to tell you that the ego actually plays a function for us. It keeps us in what I call that zone of familiar, which Mm -hmm. is what our mind, our mind loves that which is familiar. It loves to predict what happens next, including Mm -hmm. within ourselves. It doesn't like to be surprised because according to our mind, and this goes back to an evolution to our brain, Mm -hmm. that which is unpredictable could possibly be life-threatening. Now, listeners might think I sound crazy when I'm talking about, you know, thoughts and beliefs and, you know, those of us who maybe are living in safer environments. Well, what do you mean? There's no actual threat here, right? Not all of the time does it, it doesn't map on to like a real, like my life is in threat. This is Mm -hmm. a revolution of evolution. So we all have one. We don't get out of this human experience, not having one. So we have an ego and the goal is not therefore to kill it. It actually, it performs that protective function. Like I was saying, it's not to kill it, eradicate it, right. To get to a place to be fully free of it. In my, my definition of what ego work really entails is I use the word befriending it, understanding Hmm. its presence in our life. For some of us, that means understanding how and through which, you know, experiences it was developed and then creating space where while the ego might still be active, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what it is and speaking to your question of how do I know when it's active, Mm -hmm. to create space that when the ego is active in our day-to-day life, which it likely will be, to begin to empower ourselves to make a new choice so that we can Mm. break out of the conditioned habits and patterns that most of us are living stuck in that ego reactive space. So the myths I want to disprove here are we all have one. You don't get gifted this experience of human without one. <laughs> and that our ultimate goal, right, isn't now that you've heard this, unfortunately, I'll be the bearer of this bad news today, Roz, for listeners. Hearing this talk today does not make your ego go away. <laughs> it's still going to be there and it's still going to be active. So the I'll goal- kick up even more too. Yes, it gets louder, right? The goal is to befriend it to understand its presence, to see how it's and when it's coloring our experience. And then to, like I said, create that space to be able to do something different in the future. So what is it? Like I said, it's a story of us. How do we know when it's active? For those of us who have what I call a, you know, a practice of internal self-observation, what does that mean? Paying attention to our thoughts. I'm going to be here to relay the fact that The large majority of us have thoughts that are running through our head from the moment we wake up 
into the moment we go to sleep. True. <laughs> I assure you, we, we are not, yes, me too. We are not those thoughts. That is, that is part of the voice of the ego. When you start to pay attention to the fact that you're thinking all day long and you're telling yourself these stories, you begin to find that they're very thematic, right? They mm-hmm. you tell yourself the same thing yeah, yeah, over yeah. and over. Yeah. Right. One of my very favorite narratives that I would tell myself that was grounded in my past experiences with an emotionally unavailable mother is I am not considered. So I had some version of accumulating evidence each and every day of all of the ways I'm not considered in my day. My partner's not considering me. My, you know, my mm. business colleague isn't considering mm-hmm. me. You know, the mailman didn't consider me. The person stranger in line who tore in front of me isn't considering me, right? The list goes on. Anytime. So first and foremost, my suggestion is pay attention to your thoughts. You'll see those themes. Some of them might be so obvious. You might be able to identify your ego story, right? I am whatever. Listen, listen to how you think about yourself throughout the day. That's going to give you evidence of this ego, of this structure, of this story. It's going to, like I said, be very thematic. It might not be considered for you. It might be, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. I'm whatever, not successful. Listen to how you talk about yourself internally in your mind. Those of us who have a journaling practice might want to, at the end of the day, journal your thoughts. I was just getting ready to ask you about that. (laughs) Yes. That's something I am not a a huge journaler in that way, but I know a lot of people taking up the notepad and just kind of listing their end, their stream of thoughts that visually might be able to bring this to life a little more for you. So listen just to your internal narratives. Okay. Another great time to listen when you're having a big feeling, we call them triggers or emotional activations, right? What's going on in that moment? A lot of times when we have those, when we listen to opposing viewpoints, Mm -hmm. um, a really great practice that I've found is actually choosing to listen to other people's beliefs about things that I'm in disagreement with. Pay attention to what's going on in your mind when that happens, right? What are you saying? What are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about this other person? A lot of times, whatever is coming up in these moments are, are evidence, right, of these ego stories because we mm-hmm. become so attached. This is how this connects to belief and why we struggle to hold space for alternate viewpoints. We become so attached to these beliefs that when someone offers a different viewpoint, instead of just saying, okay, you know, we might agree to disagree in this moment or, you know, these experiences have led me to this belief, we feel personally attacked because to some extent, we believe we identify with those beliefs we believe they are part of us and not separate from us a belief in my opinion is a practice thought separate Hmm. just like all thoughts are right but we assign so much meaning that we cannot tolerate when someone disagrees with us so these are the moments and these are when we can really see evidence of our ego. If we listen, if we look internally, if we observe everything that comes after I in a non-emotional moment and in an emotional moment, um, if we really challenge ourselves, maybe to hear alternate viewpoints and again, observe, observe what that's like for us, observe what you'll probably observe is some version of that defensiveness, that version of maybe even attack. Because again, that's what it feels like for us. We feel like we are being called into question um, when again, it's, it's that part of self. It's not right. all of ourself. 
that's a big one for me is that I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times <laughs> like my it's a lot of it but just that feeling being called into question and having having to prove myself or explain it comes out as me having to over explain myself to um to validate my yes. own mm-hmm. opinion. And it's like, girl, nobody asked you for all of that, really? <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. said that they needed all of that from you. So why are you doing all this extra talking? You don't owe anybody an explanation for your yeah. human existence, for your choices. Yeah. Yeah. I am a big over-explainer, you know, and I think a lot of times that's grounded in the desperate want for someone to agree. Yeah. To say, you know what, I... Exactly. I see it, experience it. That's why resonance feels so good. That's why when someone shares a story that we've lived, right, we can almost get a tingly feel like, oh, Mm -hmm. you see me. And when we don't get that, we desperately want that. And not everyone is going to share the exact same experience as us. And it doesn't mean we're any less seen, right? We desperately as children, I talk, there's there's physical wants and needs, right? Making sure my physical body lives. Mm -hmm. We are so dependent. We need caretakers to show us. So back, right back to you and your, your, your daughter, right? You're showing, you're, ev- you're, you're teaching how to take care of the physical body. Right. We're also taught emotionally, or some of us aren't really taught how to navigate our emotional world. I speak of a spiritual entity that I believe makes us as human. And in that spiritual realm, I believe we all have a deep need to be seen, heard, and have the space to authentically express that spiritual being just as we are. And in absence of that, you know, we don't have the environment that allowed us, I believe we do suffer what I call a spiritual trauma, right? Mm. And we, we don't feel comfortable expressing that. So what we do is something like you just described doing and that I do, and that I know a lot of us do. We desperately seek someone to reflect back to us the same thing that we're saying. And when we don't get that, because we can't get that from everyone, we again feel threatened and it's really hard to tolerate that. So our goal, so getting to like, okay, well, where's the work? The work is in, is in be- to validate ourselves, is to be enough, to see, to hear, right? To acknowledge ourselves mm-hmm. and our authenticity right. without needing and requiring other people to do that. Will it still feel good when they do? Of course it will. Yeah, of it course. feels great, right? <laughs> you know, that's usually the people you Yeah, a pat on the back and, feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know, and, and those are the people that you, you know, maybe want to be supported by and, and, you know, have as part of your healing journey, but we can't require, back to what we were talking about in the beginning, we can't require all the things outside of us to be different. We have to empower, right, like Eckhart was talking about, ourselves from within to, to make the shifts and changes so that we can live in our environments in a different way. Right, right. You know, I had a friend um, kind of push me in the direction of doing that, starting to do that. And um, she was, she's always encouraging me to go with them, go with my intuition, go with your gut. You know, the answers, trust yourself, you know, as much as you do the work to trust spirit, to give you messages and information about your clients, do you do it for yourself Mm -hmm. as much as you do it for them, do it for you. And she, she, and this was a text conversation. She had said to me, she was like, you don't need to ask me, your husband, your mama, nobody <laughs> else, because you know the answer. And when she said that, I, I didn't take offense to it at all because I knew where she was coming from. But it was as if she was giving me permission to check in with myself and to trust myself and to um, rely on my own internal guidance system and my own source 
of, of, you know, spirituality to help me navigate and help me judge and make my own decisions and stop having to get that pat on the back from or validation from somebody else and know that what I'm doing and the choices that I'm making are good enough. They're good mm-hmm. enough for me because I'm, I, I know my life. <laughs> and, yeah. and so all of those things, I can identify with all that, but you and I also talked about uh, um, this comparison thing that we do. And, and that's, that's big. Um, and I, and not only for me as a healer, because I'm always looking at, not always, but I, I, I feel like I sometimes get caught up in the fact of, or in the act of looking at somebody else and seeing what they're doing in the community and judging myself. Am I doing good enough compared to that? Or am I being a good enough mom compared to somebody else? And that comparison ego or whatever you want to call it will eat you alive if you let it. It will eat yes. you up. <laughs> Absolutely. Roz, and I appreciate you bringing this up because thoughts about self, another time to look, it might not be the self you're thinking of. How much are you thinking about other people? Mm. And obviously social media is, is a playground for endless oh, right, yeah. opportunities to compare ourselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the ego loves to compare because it loves to separate. It loves to have a distinction between what is me and what is you. Right. So any moment it can, and typically this is the, the dark side of the ego. It's usually not comparing herself more favorably to these people. It's usually that critical voice that's telling us all of the ways that we're left in. So another time to look, you know, investigate your social media behavior, look, pay attention to what comes up for you when you're looking at other people's accounts, right? It might mm-hmm. not be thoughts that you're having about you directly, right. though you might be seeing other people and painting their life to be something that by opposition or by contrast, you don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ego loves to do that. And like I said, it's, it's never usually in a positive direction. It's usually some version of tearing us down mm-hmm. and limit, limiting who we are. Oh, wow. I hate that we do that to ourselves, but this is part of the evolution. This is part of us getting to the higher place to see what we're doing (laughs) and Mm -hmm. get over the hump. And so we've got another quick break coming up. Um, After the break, uh, Dr. Nicole and I are going to wrap up our conversation on ego and talk to you a little bit about what's coming up um, for us next week. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, 
self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Healing Conversations. Once again, I am your host, Roz Kincaid, and joining me today is Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist, and we today are talking about ego. And before the break, we had identified what ego is, what it is not, kind of how it develops. And you had mentioned um, one or two already, Doc, but I want to dive into some of the things that trigger our ego. Um, some of the things that kind of kick it up for us so that we can have even more awareness of, you know, when we're moving in ego, when we're behaving out of ego and making our choices out of ego. So what are some other things that we can look out for in uh, regards to triggers? Absolutely. So as a reminder, ego is a story of us. So mm-hmm. anytime that story is threatened, threatened when, we, when we do something new, a new habit, when we think something new. When we meet a thought in opposition, like we were talking about, why contrary opinions are so difficult for us, Mm -hmm. right? When those things happen, our ego feels threatened. And what it can look like or the experience, right, can be defensiveness. Like you and I were just speaking about before the break, Mm -hmm. when we kind of retort or we want to tear someone else's opinion down. It doesn't have to be opinion of us. It can be an opinion about anything in the world, right? Right, right. It's so threatening to us. we, We can be defensive. Um, we can feel a lot of emotion. We can, like I said, be emotionally activated. Um, that is usually times that our ego is feeling that, that threat. Um, so it's coming to the surface because, again, we've attached a sense of self to those habits, those thoughts, those beliefs, and those feelings. So when someone's calling that into question or when something in our environment is calling it into question, we feel about it. And like I said, that can look like defensiveness. That can look like... Um, reactivity, you know, where we're mm-hmm. just kicking and screaming. One of my favorite things I love to do is detach, dissociate, not speak, um, you know, kind of withdraw yeah, into my myself. Thing. Yes. Yes. My, I, my mother um, like, I got nothing to say. <laughs> was a model. Yeah. And I pull away, I withdraw from people. So we need to understand ourselves in that way yeah. to understand our ego. There are always two steps to ego work, right? Um, really simplify steps. The first step is befriending our ego like we've been talking about seeing right. it in his existence mm-hmm. you and i were joking on the break and i'm i will be the bearer of bad news live on air when i say this you can't skip this step that's it yeah. there is no and i know as humans we want to fix it we want to get to the okay well what do i do different Mm-mm. because understanding and having that awareness observing our ego sets us up to break that habit of that reactivity the ego leading right? The charge of what's going to happen next. That's what's going to happen unless we become so predictable to ourselves and so understanding of ourselves that we give ourselves the opportunity to do something different. And why do I say this? Because I'll speak personally from example that I'm sure can resonate. I know, and I'm going to 
use a, so say emotions, a, you know, an emotional range from one to 10. Mm-hmm. I know in my emotions when I'm getting agitated, whatever that might be. My emotions that I love to get agitated around are stress and height, you know, oh, I'm, I'm all pent up, I'm tense, I'm agitated. For other people, it might be anger, sadness, whatever it is. I know for me that when my emotions get up at like that seven, eight, nine, mm, might as well forget about it. Mm. I lose control. Meaning it's not the conscious self that has this new choice that I want to employ in that moment that's showing up. It's that little ego. Mm. And that little ego is going to do the same shit it always does when it's upset. So again, for you and I, right, that's withdrawal. Right. So we have to practice the observation. We have to do like we were talking about before. You have to spend the time meeting your ego, acknowledging its voice in your head, its narrative, acknowledging the moments that it feels challenged. You have to do that. So that then you can begin to make new choices sooner, right? Because there's a slippery slope where we do lose ourselves into that reactivity, right? So, so I got my hand up here. I feel like okay. I'm in class here, but I got my hand up here because mm-hmm. so does that mean we go ahead and still not talk, disassociate and, and just kind of retreat and, and have this private moment? to ourselves to kind of figure out, okay, what, what is going on with me right now? Why am I doing this? And then we kind of rejoin the conversation yeah. or in the, the experience. In it for the, for some of us, yes, that mm. is what it means, right? For some of us, that means observing ourselves beforehand, oh, right? Okay. It means just become a knower of you, right? See yeah. this, witness this, begin to understand how our internal world and our past experiences that live in there are coloring and that the ego, right, that contains mm-hmm. it all is coloring our experiences so that over time, right, I can start to live that awareness in the moment. So what does that look like, right? So I come home and whatever the old thing is that would trigger, you know, uh, a lack of compa- uh, consideration narrative happens, right? I now can be aware in that moment that I can see the first inclination of me telling myself that old story, Mm. right? So say my partner doesn't put the clothes away, whatever it is, right? This isn't a division of labor in relationship, but whatever it is that would trigger, I was triggered to be not considered any way, shape and form. So for me, it was anything and everything. It was dishes. It was, it was laundry. It was her not coming home with the juice for me. I mean, it was really (laughs) everything, you know what I mean? So I share this. So for me, it's that thing happens. I can't control that. She either did the thing or didn't do the thing. That's out right, of my control, right. right? But what I can notice is when I note that thing, I say, mm-hmm, further evidence that she doesn't give a shit about me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? The longer I entertain that thought, right? That old ego story, the closer I am to that eight or nine. And I'm going to do the thing I always do when I'm activated in that way. I contrast that with, I see myself. I see in that moment, I see the first time I went, I want to entertain that old story and I get a choice then. Right. And now Mm -hmm. I can say, you know what, ego, thank you for that old version of what this might've been at some time. I am going to choose that that's not what's happening right now. So some of us need that space away. Like you're saying where this begins, we need to remove ourselves because for many of us that are in relationships, this isn't even just romantic. This includes peers, you know, friendships, family, Mm-hmm. Those are the moments where all of these right, emotional activations or triggers like to be touched. Um, it is in relationship with others that it is really, really, really challenging. Um, so for some of us, that means going inward first, right? Carving out time 
where we can just be with ourselves, whether or not that's a, you know, 10 minutes here in the morning or a new meditation routine or just, you know, five minutes before the end of the day. For most of us humans, we don't spend any time going None. inward. You're right. Looking at very, ourselves. Yeah, very little, very little. Right. We're so at busy all. doing. Yeah, zero. Zero is the amount of time that most of us spend. And a lot of us actively avoid it tooth and nail mm. because we're uncomfortable with being with ourselves because we're not used to it. So that's what I mean. And for some of us, that does mean removing ourselves from the activating event or just carving this consistent time in our day to meet ourselves, to meet this ego, to see that there's a whole expansive other aspect of ourselves that isn't this very limited story that's causing and driving most of our daily reactions. Oh, wow. Man, you know what? I wanted to ask you about... Um, and I guess it was a, a trigger for me. Um, yesterday, I'm driving home from the gym and I'm, you know, being accountable, let my husband know, hey, I'm on my way because it's going to take me probably like 30 minutes to get home. Um, it's getting kind of late. Oh, and there's the thunder. <laughs> and um, I text him, hey, I'm on my way. And all he said was, okay, cool. And in that moment, for whatever reason, it it, it took me back to a, a past uh, relation, abusive relationship where it, it it told me that if I don't if I don't show up where you need me to show up at the time that you want me to show up, then I'm going me. I'm going to have a problem on my hands mm -hmm. with you. you you're going to give me a bad day <laughs> to put it lightly. Mm -hmm. And and my husband is not like that at all, at all. And for some reason that popped up for me uh -huh. and it, and, and I almost brought me to tears on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like this man is all he said was okay. And you have jumped to, I'm going to mm -hmm. be in trouble if I don't yeah. hurry my ass home. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I, I say that I, I put that out there to say that, you know, sometimes it's, it can, it can, it can be more than just juice. It can be unresolved things yes. from, relationships, partnerships, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be, that makes your ego kick up and pull you into this place where you have to uh, flow in this uh, energy mm -hmm. of perfectionism and codependence. Yes, yes. that's a beautiful. Thank you for being vulnerable and, and sharing that example. That's exactly what it is, right? Where we view the present through this past lens. It's very real. That's why, you know, these things, when they come up, part of the work of healing is to honor them is to honor, right. That you did have to be a perfect person to mm -hmm. keep yourself safe, right. Here's that safety, that security, that familiarity, right. Yeah. So you found yourself, you almost in real time, so beautiful, or you did in real time, see that you saw those two choice points, right. Mm -hmm. Where the old option that kept you safe. This is why we, we want to honor our ego, right. We don't want to say, get the hell out of here. We want to say, thank you. Right. You, you, you helped keep me safe in a very untenable, outright abusive situation. Now, however, I can update. I can begin to practice reminding myself that that's not what the case is now. I can mm. remove the past filter oh, wow. and practice applying a new one and, and being with what is now. So many of us, this is why we live a life that is very akin to Groundhog's Day stuck in these patterns mm -hmm. because we are right. We're carrying all this unresolved crap, painful crap right. and all of the ways that we very, you know, very adaptively learn to live with it all. And we carry that with us and with us and with us. So we repeat it over and over and over again. So now, as far as I see it, 
the work is of releasing is releasing all of this old shit that doesn't mm-hmm. serve us right to make space for that which has always been there the wholeness the fullness the the wisdom right that is always within each of us it's finding our way back wow that's that's deep man and and to cap it off where do we start from here you got to start befriending your ego paying attention to it pay attention to it start noticing what you're saying and thinking about yourself and wow what a powerful powerful conversation today um i could keep talking about this for another hour Mm -hmm. and i will next week (laughs) but unfortunately today we are out of time and dr nicole thank you so much for having this conversation with me me personally and with my listeners um because i feel liberated i feel validated in in the work that you are leading me to do through the self-healer circle and just through i mean even outside of that through your youtube channels and just all the content that you're putting out there is 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 invaluable it's priceless and and but let me tell you what even though it's priceless people do need to be paying you (laughs) (laughs) so great show today ma'am and and i appreciate you and before we go um, just a reminder that if you would like to work one-on-one with me as I do my own work, you can connect with me at roskincaid.com or on Facebook and Instagram at Soul Healing uh, with Roz. Um, also, if you're a business owner and you're interested in sponsoring the show or doing some advertising on the show, you can find that information on my website as well. Or you can just contact me at roskincaid.com. Um, again, doctor, I want to thank you. Thank you for... Um, clarifying and demystifying um, this thing with, you know, this work that we need to be doing with ego is not as scary as you think, but it's hard work. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard work to um, turn the ship around. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? To, to, to make another choice because making another choice for a lot of people is going to feel extremely uncomfortable Yes, and, and very awkward, but you know, you got to, decide what price you want to pay do you want to keep paying the price to be comfortable and bothered (laughs) and Mm -hmm. triggered you know what I'm saying and and stay in this ego and not be able to further yourself or do you want to pay the price of being uncomfortable and and truly be liberated absolutely being able to live with your ego and not against it I guess 100 percent I I could not agree more and I want to thank you Roz for the work you do in your own healing I truly believe that the universal change comes when each of us as individuals change and it's scary I put up a post today talking more collectively but when we talk about befriending our ego and changing our relationship with it and growing into the full authentic expression that is us a lot of times what we go through is a period of mourning of mm-hmm. that loss of that one story of that mm-hmm. one identity, right? So it, it could be confusing. I know I mourned a lot of past selves of my own as I've evolved into a new being. So I concur. I, I, I could not, you know, second, third, you know, emphasize your point you're making. It's uncomfortable. Change is. And so I commend all of the brave humans that are doing the work to change yourself included. And I'm just so grateful that you're speaking your voice because I also know that's not easy out in the public sphere as you are and no. continuing to help empower other people, both wonder with your one-on-one clients and with this show. So thank you, Roz. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs>
And I also appreciate you all for listening today and letting us be a part of your day-to-day and helping you along your journey. You guys meet me right here next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific. Dr. Nicole and I are going to tie in the topic of trauma into our conversation. So you guys, until next time, y'all be safe, stay connected, keep doing the work, and do your best to vibrate as high as you can. Love you guys. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.